Welcome to another edition of the Gold Nose Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not a insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Today is June the 2nd, 2020. I got about five different segments here for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Um... I've decided to add on another uh, little uh, title to the first segment, Coronavirus Slash Racism Slash Police Brutality. Um, First, let's look at the uh, coronavirus stats. Um, 1.85 million cases confirmed. 107,000 deaths, 412,000 recovered. Um, No new symptoms. Um, The media is saying that the virus is still out there, still very contagious. Um, I went and got a chest x-ray done Friday, got the results today lungs free and clear so um you know like i said you got to come up with a game plan to uh fight this thing and my game plan has been working thank god so um you know that's pretty much it the majority of this first segment is going to be about racism and police brutality um you know, I read something on Facebook. It was a meme. It said, uh, people wonder why police don't stop white supremacy rallies. And they said um, the same reason why you don't see Miley Cyrus and Hannah Montana at in the same picture. So you do with that what you want. Um you know, police brutality and racism, and I mean, it's always been here. It's just, I mean, this stuff has been happening for hundreds of years. It's just now you have smartphones that can record it. You know, if there were no smartphones, we we probably wouldn't even be hearing about this. You know, um, I've been I've been beat up by the police in my hometown. Um, you know, it was just you know I, I I didn't as a black man. It's just if you haven't been beat up by the police before, I mean, it's just you just think you know you're lucky because you have white cops out there that beat up black teenagers and men just for sport. This is this is facts. Now, I will say that most of my encounters with police have been pleasant. But there's been a couple where I offered and I've never resisted or, you know, anything. I've always fully cooperated in any situation. Um, but, you know, you just have a cop pull you over and just be like, do you know this is the most commonly stole car in this city 
and you show him your paperwork and he thinks that you're trying to be, you know, uh, slick at the mouth, pulls you out the car, puts you in cuffs, you know, bangs your head against the 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 uh, the trunk a couple times. You know, they didn't have cameras back then. They didn't have. Uh, what is it? Uh, the little cameras that they wear. I can't think of the name of it, but you know what I'm talking about. And, you know, this stuff, like I said, this stuff has been going on for hundreds of years, man. You know. I, and I'm pretty sure it's still like thousands of encounters that happen in this country that don't get filmed. You know, I would just recommend that everybody you know get you a dash cam you know it's it'll pay for itself over time because if you get stopped and you start recording nine times out of ten the cop gonna act right so um because sometimes you're not able to get to your smartphone sometimes they'll snatch your smartphone out your hand so um, you know, it's just like, who's, I think internal affairs for each police agency in this country, that's where you need to add more police is internal affairs to investigate the cops that be out here doing this crazy stuff. There's no way that this guy from the cop from Minnesota who killed George Floyd should, should have been still there 20 years. He's been doing his crap for 20 years, man. How does he still have a job? And like when he he just he had a knee on it, that man's neck, he just looked right at home. Like there was no uncomfortable anything. He just he looked at the camera like, what's the problem? You know, short of him, you know, trying to rape a woman or attempted murder. Um, I don't care what he, you know what I'm saying? If it wasn't one of those two things or molested a kid or something like that, there was no call for that. Those are the only three situations where I say snap his neck. But a forgery charge, all of that escalated over a forgery charge counterfeit money is what they're saying come on man we in a bad place in this country man a real bad place um and thank god for the protesters that are bringing awareness to these issues we need it we need it um so that's gonna do it for that segment let me know what you think about it moving on to different stuff recommended shows for binge watching because there's still a pandemic going on um i mean the protests i mean that's what everybody's watching now i mean it's must see tv all over the all every major city in this country is having a protest um and, you know, I guess the first segment is going to carry over into the second segment because I haven't watched anything really uh, last week 
up until now. You know, I've been keeping like tabs on this George Floyd thing. And you know, who would have who would have thought that just you know, some unknown black man, his death would have would have caused a rally around the country like this. Like people are tired of this stuff, man. You can't just keep killing people like that. Like, but Dylan Roof can go into church and just annihilate 10 to 20 black people and he gets taken peacefully. A white kid can go in a theater and shoot up the theater. He gets taken peacefully. I don't understand that. A, a guy can almost kill a U.S. senator. He gets taken peacefully. A black man is using counterfeit money. He's dead. A black man jogging down the street. Shot dead. <laughs> you know, I don't know what else to say, man. And this, I guess, this is just a continuation of the first segment because it's very frustrating. There, There is a significant justice disparity in this country. There's two justice systems. There's two punishment systems. Okay? Because I, I guarantee you if I go shoot up a white church right now, I won't make it out of the church alive. Guaranteed. Like it's just it's certain places. If I go back to my home city. If it's certain places. That I just walk down the sidewalk in. The police are going to stop me. To this day. The year 2020 now. Black people live in these neighborhoods. But if you don't look a certain way. If you don't wear a certain thing. And it's just you know. You got on Walmart clothes and you go walking through this certain neighborhood, you gon' it's a good chance you gonna get the police gonna roll up on you. That was those are the issues that we have to fix, man. So like I said, it's not really been a shows that I've been been watching. It's basically been one thing. The news. Various outlets for the news on this George Floyd police brutality and racism thing. So we're going to get to some Florida State stuff right now. So let me know what you think of those first two segments. Um, Florida State. The good, the bad, the ugly. The good. The good. I think the defense is going to be elite. I, the, all the talent that they have acquired via uh, transfer portal and graduate transfer portal, the defense has to be elite. There's no excuse now because you literally can you've got bodies to rotate everywhere and you got some really good players that have come in. So I, I feel like the defense is going to be elite. Now, we haven't gotten any offensive linemen, which I've always complained about, and I'm st I'm going to do it pretty much every day I can remember. Um, But. Even with the defense being elite, they can't be on the field 85% of the game. You know, if they forcing three and outs and they constantly putting the ball in the offense's hands, they got to score. Threes, sevens, 
preferably sevens. Um, because I don't know if our kicking game is that good. I don't know if uh the Aguayo, the younger brother, I don't know if he's still there. Uh, I really don't follow kickers. I'm sorry. Um, but uh, that's the good, the bad, the offensive line. <laughs> well, I should say no. Okay, yeah, I'll say the bad is the offensive line. We need help. You know, the new coach from Charlotte, uh, UNC Charlotte, he's got his work cut out for him, man. I hope he can do whatever needs to be done to get this unit to play better. Uh, Randy Clements did a heck of a job, but, you know, smoke and mirrors. I mean, he turned lemons into lemonade. Not very sweet lemonade at that. Um, so he got his he definitely got his work cut out for him. Uh the ugly, the quarterback position. Okay. If James Blackman is the starter, I've said it a million times. You gotta learn, you gotta revert back to your freshman form. Getting the ball out of your hands quickly. Okay, I watched the uh they showed the national championship, Florida State and Auburn, yesterday. And for the most part, Jameis Winston was getting the ball out of his hands, like, really quick. And when James Blackman got into that offense, he was doing the same thing. And that's when he's most effective, when you set him up to get the ball out of his hands quickly. And of course, you got to take some shots down the field. But he – he – does not have the ability to just sit back and read the defense. You have to set him up for success. So let me know what you think about this segment. The good, the bad, the ugly. Florida State. All right. Next segment. Clemson, Florida, Miami. Who can Florida State beat? You're not beating Clemson. Um, Justin Ross is out for the season for Clemson, but I don't think that's going to make a difference because they probably got another five-star in weight. Um, you're not beating Clemson. You're not beating Florida. I think your best chance is Miami. But they got the kid from Houston, the quarterback, to run their new spread attack. So, I don't know. I think if this defense is going to be elite now that we've gotten more talent on every level, you know, I think we might be in that game. Um... I mean, we was in the game last year. Miami did everything they could to lose that game. We just, defensively, I don't know what we were doing. Like, your pass rush sucked. You cannot play cover three when your pass rush sucks. You you play cover three based on the fact, okay, I got an elite defensive line that can get to the quarterback and make this guy throw the ball into zone coverage while bringing the strong safety down to be the eighth man in the box in case they want to run the ball. So, I don't know what the thinking was on that. Um, but, yeah, out of the three rivals, the three main rivals, Miami to me is the easier target 
So let me know what you think about that segment. All right, last segment for this episode. Is the Bobby Bowden standard attainable again? Because Jimbo got back to it a little bit. It's definitely attainable. But like I said in previous episodes, you have to have several years of top five recruiting classes and you have to have a hell of a development program. You know, Bobby Bowden got the talent and he had a coaching staff that developed that talent. It's not just enough to get the talent. You have to be able to develop the talent and use it correctly. Um. I don't know enough about this coaching staff to make that assessment yet. Um, But I do like what they've done on defense. Got a lot of transfers on every level. So it's going to be real interesting if the season is played. We keep, I have to keep saying that. If the season is played, it's going to be very interesting to see this defense play. Uh, You know, you, you basically got, a rotation going on the defensive line. You got some fast linebackers now, and you've got some players in the secondary. You know, recently acquired talent. You got some players now. So, you know, some some people that's going to push the likes of Asante Samuel. And he needs to be pushed. Like, he shouldn't just be automatically given that starter position. So, um, the standard... Is definitely attainable, but it's not going to happen this year. I think if that defense is going to play like I think it's going to play, like I hope it's going to play, I think you could go 6-6, 7-5, 8-4. and five, eight and four. I don't I don't see – I think eight games is the ceiling right now. And that's just if you play damn near perfect football on offense, defense, and special teams. Um, Cause the offensive line is the Achilles heel right now. That's that's our weakest point. So if they could ever resolve that, then I could go nine and three, but not right now. Um, so that's gonna conclude this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It's available on YouTube. It's available on all podcast platforms. Be safe. Be kind. Be courteous. Thank you for listening. Do your research on flu and respiratory viruses. And as always, go nose.